This is Senior Talk, presented by Heartfelt Care at Home on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 AM, and 92.5 FM. Here is your host, Greg Koopman. Good morning and welcome to Senior Talk, presented by Heartfelt Care at Home, a Total Care Connections family company, right here and only on KRDO, News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 AM, and 92.5 FM. I'm Greg Koopman, your host for Senior Talk. Senior Talk is sponsored in part by Heartfelt Care at Home, Colorado Springs' most trusted senior in-home care provider. Be sure to visit them online today at heartfeltcareathome.com. Joining us in the studio today, our friend and return guest, the one, the only, Dr. Terry Cassidy with Health Promotion Partners. Terry, thank you so much for joining us again. Hi, thanks for letting me join you today. Absolutely. I'm excited to, to dive in. You, you've got a lot of uh, fun stuff to talk about and uh, you've grown over the years and it's just uh, it's wonderful to to get a recap on how things have been going and, and all the wonderful things that you're doing for the community and for the, the seniors in our community. You know, before we dive in, you know, take a few moments, share with our listeners a little bit about your background and, and really what sparked your passion to, to do what you do today. Thank you. Sure. My background, really, I'm an occupational therapist. And so really professionally always focused on helping people kind of live their best life. How can we recover after an injury or achieve things at their their goals? Um, and so in that, most of my career has been in a hospital setting until just recently. So a lot of the clients that I was seeing were older adults that were in the hospital for some sort of medical reason. Sure. Um, and then going into community practice, I really wanted to keep that focus on older adults. I think, you know, so many of us have older adults in our lives that are really important to us and kind of see bits of those people and everybody else that we see. And so it's just a personal connection. Also knowing we're all going to be there in the not too distant future. We're all going to be there and, and there's a need for it. I mean, the, the population is aging, the, the the baby boom population we've heard about for, for years now, but we're all getting older uh, and, and chances are if we're getting older, we're probably not getting too much healthier either. Uh, so a little bit of extra help goes a long way and uh, really here in El Paso County, we are set up for success, I think, with aging. The resources we have uh, from, from organizations like yours to, to just the variety of different companies, um, if you can dream it up, you can probably get it. Uh, and that's the beautiful part about it when you need services uh, as we, we age. So um, coming out of the hospital now into community practice, health promotion partners, uh, how, how did it start? Yeah, so health promotion partners is really – a culmination of things, but really the beginnings was the driver re- rehabilitation program. So it was something I was doing based in the hospital, and it's just a huge need in the community to help families make decisions about safe driving. This could be people of any age, honestly, but majority of people we see are over the age of 60. Um, and then with that, realizing that there's still other needs. So maybe somebody in the community, there's some question about they're driving safety. They come see us for the driving evaluation. Through that comprehensive evaluation, we look at a lot of other aspects of their life. And we were looking to, well, who's going to be the one to make sure they're on track for taking their medications, their daily routines, they're in a place where they're able to do everything that they need to do. 
And so we've started offering more of the in-home occupational therapy and physical therapy services to complement that. So it's kind of like as you start to peel apart that onion, uh, you, you, you discover <laughs> new, new needs yeah. and, and, and new things as you're, you're continuing to peel those layers back and go, wow, we could really help with, with this aspect or this aspect or, or wow, um, people overwhelmingly need help here. Yes, and initially we were looking around to who's going to do this. Who? So this person, this family member's coming from out of town for this driving evaluation. Then they're going back to wherever they live and, and what are our resources and in terms of the skilled evaluation part and making recommendations part, we really um, decided that we would be the best fit for that. I love it. Now, now we're going to dive into to each separately here in a little bit, but um, I guess broadly, tell us a little bit more about what you and your team do. So we really are trying to meet people where they are and help them maintain their quality of life For a lot of people, that's helped them stay in their homes or in their current community and assess kind of what supports maybe they need to do that. So specifically, it could be occupational therapy or physical therapy evaluations that are looking at someone's physical body, their ability to carry out the things that they need to do during the day, and then helping to create a plan. Do you find uh, people overwhelmingly want to, to, to stay at home? And, and age in place at home. The, the, the old statistic is 90% of seniors want to age in place and stay in their own homes. And I'm going, 90? Just 90? <laughs> like, I think it's 99%. Right? I think but, uh, <laughs> it is a large, a large percentage. Although I have to say, we definitely know quite a few people who have thrived once they have moved to a more social absolutely. environment. So we're really trying to help people make decisions either way. Right, and I know, you know, you and the team at, at Health Promotion Partners, you're really focused on, on, you know, I'll say a, a comprehensive solution in, in finding and offering a comprehensive solution for uh, the clients or the patients that you work with. Tell us about, we're going we're gonna to dive into what, what I think you call your, your five-point living well system, okay? And uh, we're going to talk, talk about all five points, and I want to give you the opportunity to kind of elaborate on each. And I know the first one is in-home safety and fall risk assessments. What, what does this entail? Yes. So as, as you know, falls are a leading cause of injury among older adults. One in four people over the age of 65 fall every year. So there's definitely um, a lot of health consequences with that. And just beyond that, there's the fear of falling that sometimes keeps people from leaving their house or engaging in things that would be good for them. So really doing an evaluation, both of, of the person and their home, So, yes, there's things in the home like either stairways without railings or throw rugs or things that could be a danger. But we also want to do the evaluation of the person and their vision and their hearing and what's going on to influence their safety in their home. So there are physical uh, causes of of falling and then it sounds like environmental uh, can can be just as dangerous or or, uh, important to look at and and scrutinize and and improve. Um, So I was going to ask how prevalent falls are, but you say one in four once you hit the age of 65? CDC, yeah, that's our statistic. Uh, So 25% chance of uh, of falling. Now, does that... uh, result in a hospitalization ultimately or often oftentimes it does huh? i'm sure there are actually more falls that are not 
recorded. Yeah, right? these, are, these are the ones we know about. And these <laughs> Those are, are the uh, ones that probably um, led to a know, doctor. My, my 85-year-old uh, grandmother saying, yes, uh, I did have a fall and admitting it, right? You know, that's the hard part. Is uh, And, you know, know, part about. of our evaluation is asking about falls. And fairly often, we'll get a different answer from the client and their spouse. So, I mean, there is some confusion. What What's considered a fall? And, oh, yeah, that did happen. I kind of forgot yeah, about it was, that. It was more of a, I was a little wobbly and, yes. and doing some, some furniture surfing. You know, what are some of the, I guess, common things that you identify during this assessment when, when you're, you're, you're doing this evaluation on folks? I think a lot of times it's it's some pretty basic things in regard to the home. It's amazing to me what some small differences can make. So I mentioned throw rugs, but honestly, we love our throw rugs, and they are a common tripping hazard. Um, Also, the need for something like a grab bar. So just something, the bathroom is a common place that people fall. Having something sturdy meant to hold you, not a towel bar, is an important thing to look at um, in the bathroom. And I always realize or say that, People of all ages will use that bar if it's there. Well, and you brought up grab bars, so I'm going to throw it in. I would say a properly installed grab bar. That's something you see like those ones at the, the, the you know the, the pharmacy with the suction cups that just don't really have the strength you of a professionally, in, 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 <laughs> professionally installed grab bar. So there is a I difference, agree. right? I agree. And, and honestly, not just the installation, but where should that be placed? Okay. And so that involves the person. If the person is six feet or they're going to need the grab bar in a different place than maybe their spouse who's 5'2". All right. Dr. Terry Cassidy with Health Promotion Partners. We're talking about the, the five-point living well system, really your, your comprehensive solution that you're offering your patients. I want to get your contact information out a couple times today. Uh, what's the best way that our listeners can reach out to you and learn a little bit more about uh, the services that you offer? Sure. Either our website or giving our office a call. So our website is healthpromotionpartners.com, and our office phone number is 719-231-6657. Fantastic. All right, we just learned about in-home safety and fall risk assessments. Next up on our five-point living well system, functional cognition and maintaining brain health. Tell us more about this. This is a big topic. I'll try to I'll try to keep it brief <laughs> and, here. And you got 30 seconds. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, we all need certain skills and um, capacities, I suppose, to carry out our day. And so when we're talking about cognition here, we're looking at like what's impacting function, not kind of some test with a number at the end, but how's this person doing with preparing meals? Um are there steps that they're forgetting? Are they forgetting to get the ingredients? So memory fits in a lot of times for this. Um, and there's always that question of like, I'm forgetting a couple, someone's name, this here and there. Is that Does that mean something's wrong or is that just typical? Yeah. yeah. Is, is it a normal part of aging, right? Uh, when, and when you look, I think the last statistic I saw with Alzheimer's, you know, um, a form of cognitive uh, impairment, um, I think it's one in uh, – one in two. So once you hit the age of 80, one in two seniors over the age of 80 have some form of cognitive impairment. Um, is it just aging? That is it is Alzheimer's? Sobering. Is it another form of dementia? But that's terrifying <laughs> right, uh, when, right. once you look at statistics like that. Now, is it, is cognitive decline a normal part of aging? Is it avoidable? Well, so I would say it's not <laughs> inevitable. Okay. I would say um, across the board. So really when we talk about kind of some some typical memory changes with age, 
versus something that would be categorized as a dementia, um, we're really looking at how it impacts, how that memory loss impacts their daily life. So are their basic daily skills impaired by this memory loss? So you forget somebody's name here and there. You have to come up with a system to not lose your keys. Things like that are understandable, normal. We can find strategies around those. So really the concern is more um, consistently forgetting to show up to your appointments that you have scheduled, not using the calendar that you have in front of you, not using um, other strategies. But there are also ways to compensate for some of these memory um, concerns. All right. Now, what what things can we do to to maybe help preserve or maintain brain health? Yeah. There's a lot of research about that right now. And so that's um, a great question and and could be a whole whole presentation that we give on on healthy brain. Don't worry. We'll do a follow-up. But I'm going to give you a a brief list here. Okay. Physical activity is one, which is really interesting, but um, really physical activity is linked to a slower rate of cognitive decline. So keep walking, keep getting out there and doing what you do. Um, Also just being engaged. So cognitive engagement, talking to friends, playing Scrabble, playing games, any of that piece like practicing um, using your brain is very helpful. The studies show that 15 minutes a day makes a difference. What you eat is another one. There's a lot of research okay. around around consuming healthy fats and having um, proper ingredients in your diet make a difference. Sleep is a big one and um, a tricky one sometimes. And then social engagement would be the fifth on that list. All right. Uh, is it reversible? Okay, if you have cognitive decline... Can you bounce back to where you were? That's a really good question. (laughs) It's going to be so individual. So, you know, some things that cause cognitive decline might be a medication that's not working with your body well. Some could be sleep deprivation. You know, so so there are definitely reversible um, causes of cognitive decline. And that's where really being up front and talking to your doctor about this is huge to see what could be contributing to what you're experiencing. Um, You know, once you get into kind of more dementia, Alzheimer's, it's usually on a trajectory that's you're not going to go backwards from, but I still believe there's things we can do to try to slow any kind of functional decline. Fantastic. Dr. Terry Cassidy with Health Promotion Partners. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Greg Koopman here, host of Senior Talk Sunday mornings right here on KRDO News Radio. Our friends at Heartfelt Care at Home let seniors stay safe and independent in their own homes. As we get older, a little bit of help goes a long way, whether it's a friendly face checking in or someone to to help with daily tasks like bathing or dressing or meal preparation and more. If you're looking for options to assist yourself or an aging loved one, stay safe at home. Heartfelt Care at Home is the solution. Visit Heartfelt Care at Home online at heartfeltcareathome.com or by calling 719-362-0094. Welcome back to Senior Talk right here on KRDO News Radio. Dr. Terry Cassidy with Health Promotion Partners in the studio today. Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You know, before the break, we, we heard about uh, in-home safety and fall risk assessments, functional cognition and, and maintaining brain health. 
We're going to move right along to, to number three in your five-point living well system, balance and mobility. What are some of the common conditions that you're seeing cause maybe a decline in mobility or imbalance or just changes? Yeah, a lot of times it's something pretty subtle to start with. So it could be um, some kind of injury. You know, somebody had a knee or hip replacement that didn't fully recover. Um, A lot of times related to something orthopedic, certainly arthritis or, or something like that. But what tends to happen is that as people move less, they're less safe when they move. So it's just one of those things that's a cycle that um, if we're not maintaining a certain level of mobility, then it declines and then it gets harder to move and more painful. So the old saying, use it or lose it, could apply (laughs) uh, as far as balance and mobility. Certainly. Okay. Um, What can listeners do at home to improve their balance? There are a lot of things. And kind of like I was saying you know, decreasing your mobility is not good for your balance. The opposite is true. So honestly, continuing to do movements that are safe and comfortable for you, things like going up and down the stairs, if that's something you're able to do, do it an extra time or two. Yeah. Um, sit to stand activity. So just being in the chair, sit to stand. We do an assessment in the clinic. How many times can someone sit to stand in 30 seconds? And that's an overall fitness measure for older adults. So it's a 30-second exercise you yeah, Probably do. beneficial for anybody of any age. And absolutely. Uh, I, know I was talking earlier about <laughs> working at home. And uh, yes, you need to use it or lose it. Uh, this, these are things anybody can do, any age. That is true. All right. Any other tips to add in as far as balance and mobility or, or what uh, what you and your team are able to do to, to help folks evaluate and maybe put together a, a plan to, to, to get better? Yeah, you know, this is really where physical therapy comes in uh-huh. a lot of times. And so it would be an individualized assessment of what's going on with that particular person. And then, yes, certainly a plan. With any of this, the active participation is key. So there probably would be a home exercise program. And sticking with that is a is an important piece. All right. Consistency and uh, motivation to, to keep it going. All right, going to number four, and we're not going to elaborate too much on this, but I do want to touch on it because it is a, a part of that five-point living well system, um, really to, to, to offer that comprehensive solution for folks as we as we age. Um, for listeners, if you go to krdo.com in the radio section, you'll be able to find in the podcast for Senior Talk, uh, Dr. Terry Cassidy uh, from before on the show here, uh, really diving in deep on uh, your driving uh, services. But uh, number four on the list, driving, fitness, and mobility planning. Um, tell us a little bit more about this and, and what you offer. Sure. So so we offer a comprehensive driving evaluation, as you mentioned. And this is really an in-depth look at physical, cognitive, and visual systems as they relate to driving. The big thing is those relate to kind of everything else we've talked about too. So you can see how all these pieces overlap, Mm -hmm. but we do a clinical assessment and then we go drive for about an hour in our car that has a gas and a brake on the passenger side, um, really so we can see, okay, how are the skills we saw in the clinic, how are those either showing up or not showing up in the car, and then coming back and discussing those options. For some people, the best decision is to maybe start to limit their driving or restrict to not driving at night, you know? So there are certain things that we will link to what we've seen based on the evaluation. 
and this is a topic that, that I see uh, families oftentimes having the, the most uh, difficult time approaching this conversation with their, their aging loved one. Um, any advice or, or, or tips to, to, to bringing up the conversation with maybe a loved one who you have some concerns or really any, any red flags I need to be aware of? And then how do I approach the conversation? Yeah, I feel like all you. <laughs> right. I mean, that is where we come in a lot of times, but you're right. You got to bring it up first yeah, right. or someone has to agree to come to see us. So um, in terms of red flags, I honestly feel like family members know <laughs> a lot of right. times, but the common ones I think of are dents or dings on the car that are unexplained. Um, certainly reports of, of a passenger being nervous is something we do here. And then um, I'll often ask someone, do you, do you find that cars are honking at you and you're not sure why? <laughs> um, different responses to that. So so that varies. Um, and I do think the biggest thing about family conversations around driving is to, as much as possible, make it non-threatening. Just, hey, I'm just wondering how driving is going. Um, and, and making it more of a, we're going to touch base on this over time than a family meeting, we're going to talk about it once and we're This done. is terrible. We need to take away your license and your keys and, and nothing you can say about it. Bye. Right? You, yeah, you that's not ideal. You don't want to rip the band off with this one, right? Right, right. <laughs> All right. And like I said, uh, you know, on the podcast section online, you can find out uh, really in depth on the services offered when it comes to, to senior driving and, and such an important topic. Uh, but I do want to touch on uh, the, the number uh, five component of the, uh, the Living Well System Comprehensive Solution for, for your patients. And lastly, that's, that's care partnerships and transitions. Tell us about this. So we see, as I mentioned, we were seeing kind of unmet needs in some of these clients that we were working with on the driving side. Um, and one thing is, is the caregiver side of this is huge. We are asking a lot of caregivers in our society, in our community, and we researched and found this incredible program called Skills to Care. Okay, It's an occupational therapy-based program where the occupational therapist goes to your home and you're really meeting with the person with cognitive impairment, usually a dementia, and their family caregiver to build skills for that dyad to maintain quality of life. So there's attention to the caregiver Mm self-care side of things and also to that really that interaction between the caregiver and the person with dementia to reduce whatever behaviors are giving them trouble. Arguments is often one of those or conflict on some level. So really targeting whatever their goals are um, in regard to staying healthy in so many ways. I love it. And and what an underserviced and underfocused on segment. You know, when you look at caregiving, family caregiving, uh, 80% of all the care that's being provided is being provided by unpaid family caregivers. Uh, So this is a massive segment of the the caregiving population. the, the you know, professional paid caregiving services are, are minimal when you look at this big picture. So anything we can do to, to help that component, it makes sense. Um, is there a cookie cutter kind of one size fits all solution uh, for, you know, I'll call it the aging puzzle? Well, and that's a loaded question. You know the, I know answer the answer to answer, that. I honestly think, and the more I do this, the more I realize we just all need each other. Like there's so many, as you mentioned, there's fantastic resources in this town. 
sometimes they're people don't know where to turn first or, or get confused with the variety. So I think the more as professionals we can refer to other people who can complement our services. Um, but no, no cookie cutter. There. Well, and it, it just highlights the, the importance of, of resources and to become a resource uh, and to become educated and knowledgeable about the, the different services that are out there, um, whether you're you know a professional in the industry or whether you're an, an aging senior in our community to know what's out there. And even if you don't end up needing it, um, chances are you're going to know somebody who could benefit from it. So to be able to help connect the dots and, and be a resource. Anybody can be a resource and, and we should be a resource. We, we talked a little bit earlier about the desire to, to age independently at home and uh, you know, 90% or more uh, like to uh, remain independent at home. However, some thrive when they uh, get to a senior living community. Um, but aging in place at home, is it a realistic option for most like with most of my answers, it's going to vary depending on the person for sure. I think absolutely. I, you know, we work with a lot of people in their 80s who are doing great, living independently, coming in for a driving checkup and passing with flying colors. So, so yes, we see a lot of people who are aging in community very well. I think a key part of that is often, even if there's somebody who lives by themselves, they have a vibrant community around them. So kind of looking back on that that social engagement piece, the physical engagement piece, as long as there's some support around that, um, I think that's where people thrive more so. There are some people who, when they need to stop driving, things start to, to go downhill from there, sadly. Um, and some of that is because they're not, no longer getting out, they're no longer connecting. And for that person, either having services come to the home or them being involved in services outside of the home, there probably needs to be some changes there. Become familiar with and use the resources that are available. Who is an ideal, I'll say, patient or client for, for your services? Really, ideally, we are aiming to help older adults who are kind of in the beginning of this process of changes, whether it's brain changes, physical changes, they're just noticing, or maybe it's the family is noticing some things maybe aren't quite as sharp as they used to be. What we want to do is come in early and help more on the preventative side. I feel like there's not enough of that necessarily in healthcare. Um, and so what can we do to help this person before they have a fall, before there's a crash, before something goes wrong? How can we help them maintain their overall health and well-being? Wonderful. As we ran a little bit low here on time, you know, um, what, what's one last takeaway or the biggest takeaway you want to leave listeners with today? Let's see. I think for me today, the, um, the important thing is to just really be open to help. I think a lot of times individuals and even as families feel pressure to solve everything on their own. Um and as as has been discussed today, there's a there's a lot of resources out there. Just being open to letting people even just give some advice um, is really worthwhile. Love it, Dr. Terry Cassidy with Health Promotion Partners. Let's get your contact information out one last time. Sure, our website is healthpromotionpartners.com, and our office phone number is seven one nine two three one six six five seven. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Greg.
Before we go, I want to remind listeners that you can find out more information about our sponsor, Heartfelt Care at Home, online at heartfeltcareathome.com or by calling 719-362-0094. Again, that's 719-362-0094. Be sure to join us next Sunday and every Sunday at 8 a.m. and Saturdays at 10.30 a.m. right here and only on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., 92.5 FM, and KRDO.com for another edition of Senior Talk, presented by Heartfelt Care at Home, a Total Care Connections family company.